what's on the agenda for today? One of the things I saw in the news just today, like fresh at the top of my head, is how some doctors and scientists are talking about, hey, let's create a specific kind of vaccine medication for <clears throat> the Omicron variant. <clears throat> and for me, I... Oh, no, here we go again. Right. I, I really don't see any... Well, maybe, I, I don't want to say I don't see any value in it because these are professionals talking to business, right? Okay. However, we, we know how quickly this thing mutates and... And sure, it's good to be to create uh, preventative measures, right? But what's the chance that when this thing is ready to go to market, and I use that word market uh, intentionally, right? Because I feel like this is the motivator. So mm-hmm. when when this thing goes out there to the market, there might be another evolved version of this virus. Are they now going to say they want to create like a new vaccine tailored to whatever this new version is called, right? Yeah, especially like the, I mean, there's still the Delta variant as well. Is there a new vaccine tailored to that? Like, I mean, look at the flu, right? Usually you get one shot that has, that can tackle exactly. a bunch of different strains. Seeing that, shouldn't you do the same thing for, exactly. for COVID vaccine? Kind of expect us to take like, you know, different shots for like all the different strains. Like, that's just not sustainable. And personally, I'm not even willing to do that. Yeah, saying, you know, I got the email talking about my um my booster shots ready. As much as I want to get the booster, I don't know if the timing is perfect because mm. I know how the, the kind of effect the vaccine has on people. Exactly. That I don't think I'm ready for that, that now with, with what I have lined up in the next few days. I'm not ready to take a chance and like be completely knocked out, you know? Yeah. So um, That's how I feel as well when it comes to booster because I'm like, you know what? I mean, like how I felt when I took the last one. Like I don't want to be feeling that again. I know, man. Yeah. It really, it really does does knock you, knock the wind out of you. Um, but that's just it on 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 this story about Omicron. I know it's something that we can still follow and find out more, and just hear more professionals talk about it. But honestly, the the skeptic in me is is certain this is just some kind of um money driven venture. Cash, you know, it's it's, it's, it's it's all about it's all about the muchos dineros. You know, mm. um, uh. We can always. I think we should just go ahead and uh, segue into into Afcon and uh, Nigeria's unfortunate exit from the competition. Yeah, I mean after such a good run, you know, we're playing Egypt. Uh, yeah. Who else was it? Um, Senegal. Was it Senegal? I know it was. Um, was it Tunisia? We lost to. Yeah. Um, of the tournament, but yeah, after like you know such a good good. Uh, group stage run. I mean, that's that's how it is for football, though. Like, you know, like, you lose one game and, you know. So I saw the game, and I, I think the ref was a bit harsh. <laughs> mm. uh, um, but so far, the tournament has had... The officials, for the most part, have been criticized because of the kind of officiating so far this tournament, right? There's literally mm. a coach who... I said coach. A referee who ended the game before 90 minutes on two separate occasions in one match. I was watching the game and Alex Iwobi came on. Sure, it should be one of the more experienced players on the team, right? He plays he plays for one of the top teams in England, Everton. Mm. Top team with air quotes, right? But that... Yeah, air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, let's see what happens at the end of the tournament. Um, I guess Egypt for the win, probably. Maybe. I'm just have won the most, right? They have seven wins or so so far. Oh, that's um, a good run of form. Yeah, 
as a team, I don't think the team is technically that strong, but I mean, they do have Salah, who's, you know, African player of the year. Um, I mean, but, Cameroon have been playing well. Mm, Cameroon have been yeah, playing exactly. really, really well. It's more than, yeah. the team is more than one person, so let's exactly. see how that goes. And, you know, even Sadio Mane, I, I know he, I think he was involved in the collision in their last game, but he also scored, you know, in the same game. So that's pretty good for him. I'm I'm glad he's, he's doing it for his country, not not just yeah. his club. I feel like Sadio Mane is probably a stronger player to have on your team, to be honest. Why? Because he's a workhorse? Yeah. Especially yeah. in the AFCON. Fair yeah. enough. One of the big stories that came out in tech in the past, I want to say couple of weeks mm. was when Microsoft you know scooped up Activision Blizzard oh yeah and it's such a big yeah this is Microsoft's biggest acquisition you know right this is the same company that bought Skype you know bought GitHub mm -hmm. right literally the, the the second largest company you know in the planet and and this deal still went through where companies like Intel are still like struggling to pick up ARM technologies ARM right mm. you have uh you have Microsoft just like dropping cash and picking up essentially. I mean, the valuation has been going up on the steady, steady rise, you know, the oh, Fortune yeah. 500. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard some rumors, you know, that, well, some people had concerns about their, the, the takeover of Activision right, in terms of Call of Duty and they're wondering if, um, you know, Microsoft might monopolize that game and have it maybe only on the Xbox, Xbox um, and PC platforms. I don't know, what do you think about that? Man, I, I, I think it'd be very short-sighted to make a game as big as Call of Duty, like a Microsoft-only exclusive. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it'd be very short-sighted because, you know, I saw a tweet from, I, I think it was the president of Xbox talking about how he had just gotten off the phone with Sony. This is after the acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. And he went on to say, you know, we have a strong relationship with Sony and we want to keep that partnership going. And he literally mentioned that games are still going to be released on, on the Sony platform to try and allay people's fears. The thing Microsoft I know will do efficiently here is to market all of these titles as even though good on other platforms, it is going to be best on Xbox and Windows. So think about Game Pass and how it's essentially Netflix for gaming. You just pay a certain monthly fee and you have access to a ginormous gaming library. Instead of spending $60 on the PS4 or $80 on the PS5 to get Call of Duty, yeah. you get it for a one-time monthly fee of, I think, what is it? ten dollars or something is a ridiculously cheap subscription right i bet you people are gonna think think twice now before picking up a ps5 knowing that going forward some of their favorite games are now owned by sony's biggest competitor in in, in the console market yeah for sure it is it is one to look to look at you know you know you talked about the share price growing up um it makes me want to just talk about what's been happening with the stock market lately you know everybody's uh -huh, seen not, red let's not, let's not talk about that <laughs> it is inevitable man <laughs> Bro, it's inevitable. I feel like people listening are affected too, right? Like you open it and you see red. I've not been looking at my profile. I've been trying to ignore it, but you know, it's just so hard because everyone be talking about this, talking about that. It's just so hard yeah. to ignore it. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I still just haven't lost, like I haven't lost real, like I've lost money, but it's yeah. been money for my profits just because last year was so good with AMC and whatnot, right? That right. the profit was just a lot. So it just covers right. probably any future, you know, future losses that I may have. So mm -hmm. to that extent, I am covered by the same time, you know, I'm losing money that I could be, you know, enjoying, right? Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, it's just crazy. Everything is just down, 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 down. Like it's just crazy. Meanwhile, you know, we have inflation going on. Everything's getting expensive. Interest rates are about to go up. Um, stock market is crashing down. Like the housing market is going crazy. Like what is really going on? Yeah, me both, my brother. We just talked about Sony, and as soon as the announcement of the acquisition of Microsoft came out, I think they lost like over twenty percent <laughs> um, of market share of like you know stock valuation. I think in in the following. Uh, trading days. There's a saying like, whenever in doubt, always zoom out. Especially if you invested like a couple years ago, and if you try and see your gains over two years, it's very likely green compared to if you're checking over two weeks, right? I know we talked about the vaccine earlier with Omicron or whatever, but you and I were conversing earlier about the truck driver uh, mandate for vaccination. Mm, yeah, and how it's affecting produce. Yeah. I mean, that's coming into effect soon. I think a bunch of truck drivers are actually driving towards Ottawa now to go um, protest um, the mandate for them to have vaccines. And, I mean, we're, we're, it's what's in the news now is that we're going to be expecting some delays as, you know, the mandate comes into effect. So, you know, some drivers may not be able to cross over just because they don't have the vaccine. So that might affect essentially the supply of, you know, um, service, goods and services, right? Like, you know, if they're bringing in... Um, you know, yeah. food or whatever from the U.S. or transporting across the country, however that might look like, um, it may ripple down. It may have a ripple effect and and cause some delays, um, cause some sh some shortages as well. Um, I know I saw in the news as well, like some premiers were talking to some you know U.S. state governors, um, probably trying to see how they can mitigate this. Well, I mean, we'll see how it develops, right? We'll see how it goes. Man, honestly, I just find it weird because of the timing. If they were going to mandate this thing for truck drivers, if they had done it like 10 months ago or 15 months ago, yeah. I don't think it would have as much backlash. Everything is also different in different places. Like, you know, here we're like mandating now for like truck drivers who are essentially essential workers, to be honest, in, in this time and age. Mm -hmm. And then we have countries like, the, like, you know, like Britain, like the UK, that is probably looking to scrap everything covid they're looking to cancel it and just go back to normal life. Oh, yeah, they're going to treat it like the flu. I've been hearing like, a lot yeah. of EU countries want to do that. Yeah, so, like, the UK is, is the one that actually said they're going to do it. I think they have a date. I don't remember when that date is. Hmm. Either February or March where they want to, you know, scrap it. And right now, also coming up, when you travel there, once you have a test, you know, you don't have to quarantine or anything once you're in the country. Just have your test, fly there, and, you know, go about your business. Yeah, eventually life has to go on, right? We have to live our life. I know you heard about some of the story coming out from the royal family, Prince Andrew, this and that. And I feel like you know more about that story than I do. You want to share? Yeah, like I was saying, when that, when that first, uh, when the stories first came out and about um, uh, Ghislaine and, you know, all of those people involved, um, I was a bit like, oh, nothing's going to happen to the royal family people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, they're covered, like, they do all sorts of nonsense and get covered up. Um, yeah. Who's going to put the, the member of the royal family in jail or whatever, right? But, I mean, I saw some drastic actions taken by um, Buckingham, which I was like, oh, wow, I was like in shock. I was like, okay, maybe they might be able to face repercussion. Um, you know, I think the HRH was removed from Prince Andrew. Um, you know, he's removed from royal duties now. He's no longer um, doing any royal duties. Um, 
and and all of those things. And yeah, he's obviously been charged to court. And now I saw today as well, he's also deleted his social media accounts or deactivated them or whatever, right? Um, so no more, no more HRH, no more, you know, royal title or whatever it is. Um, no more official duties on behalf of the queen. Um, none of those. So interesting to see how this unfolds. And if he gets convicted, that's going to be crazy. That would be breaking news, you know. Oh, yeah. Especially with taking all these titles away from him kind of opens him up to a certain level of vulnerability, right? Uh-huh. Unless, of course, it's a roundabout way of giving him a slap on the wrist. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always going to be a prince because that's why he was born a prince, right? But as far as his royal highness, they can take that away, right? So, um, that's already taken over. But I mean, let's see how let's see how it unfolds. Um, I still don't really have any faith that they they're still really under the law or touchable by the law, even though that's been taken away. I can always see the royal family as above the law, to be honest. Even though people might think otherwise, but it's you know it's like the queen like is she is she under the law i don't know it's her majesty's police her majesty's army the royal guard the royal court you know it's feels like she owns it you know so it's hard to say she probably owns the law (laughs) exactly but yeah i think we should talk about one movie before we wrap um i saw eternals i know you've seen it too and for me at the end even though some of the action sequences were pretty nice I left, you know, watching that film feeling uh, like there could be more. How, how did you how did you like it? There could be more. Uh yeah, I mean so far the the Marvel movie that has sort of done a good job and maybe not let down is Spider Man. Like Spider Man's ending was amazing. Um, you know, it paid off like the whole comic book arc and everything. Um Eternals not so much. There's a lot that was introduced, some things were taken away. Um, not necessarily paying off that, you know, that fanfare from the comics, right? Mm. Um, it wasn't as engaging. The story wasn't as believable, I want to say, or I see. That's not the word I'm looking for. Not believable because you watched it, but it wasn't, you know, an endearing storyline. It wasn't. Compelling. That's what I'm looking for. It wasn't a compelling story. Yeah, right? you, you didn't feel any um, stake for the main characters. Like there was anything majorly at stake. Exactly. Yeah, there was, there was nothing there. And then, okay, they destroyed the um, the oh spoiler warnings, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's just give a spoiler warning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the you know the um not the Eternals, but what are the the ones that are above them? The um. Celestial, you know, the celestial that was being birthed yeah. in the earth or whatever. Like, okay, his head and his hand came out of the earth, and okay, just like this big thing in the middle of the world. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this thing is yeah. meant to be bigger than the earth when it's birthed. So, how how is that even happening? Yeah, I mean, but, it's you know, and this is post Thanos finger snap, right? This mm. is this is supposed to be. I don't know where it fits. Um, in all of these Marvel films and TV shows coming out, but I feel like the more, I mean, the, when the next season of Loki comes out and then we see, you know, some other stuff coming out from that universe, maybe we'll find out more. But about the Celestials, the Titans, I know you mentioned they even 
swapped out their origin story a little bit compared to the comics, like how they are created. Uh, is that true? Yeah, I mean, in this in this version, the Eternals feel like sort of like sentient robots, right? Right. Feel like robots that are created by the Celestials or Arashem or whoever created them. Um, whereas, like you know, previously in the comic, they were um, biological beings that could give birth, right? Like, for example, Thanos is meant to be an offspring. Um, he's, an, he's, he's essentially an eternal. He's an eternal with um, with deviant genes. That's what Thanos is, right? So his father was, you know, on a just not on Earth, eternal, just on a different planet, Saturn, Moon, or whatever, wherever he's from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've, they've sort of changed that a bit, right? Um, yeah, interesting to to see what they do with it and come in. Um, maybe they have a plan. Who knows? To see what they do with it and come in um, sequels, right? Yeah, and the ending was kind of dope. Right, one of the post credit scenes, you know, with Kit Harrington's character. So essentially, Blade is coming back to the MCU, yeah. uh, of course. I mean, it's been announced for a while, but hopefully, we'll be seeing that soon. Uh, obviously, Kobe's pushed production years years back. Yeah. So we haven't really gone into this phase of Marvel yet, but um, yeah, Blade is definitely coming soon. And interesting to see what they want to do with him, though, like in terms of working with the Black Knight. Exactly, because Kit Harrington's character is pretty obviously Black Knight at this point. And yeah. and apparently, you know, I was reading up on it, and whoever wields that sword continues to run mad. Essentially, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, how Kit Harrington just sneaks his way into this universe. I'm excited. Yeah, I think that's the the next movie in the MCU that comes out. So that was probably explain a little bit more of you know multiverse or whatever, and mm-hmm. how those work in the MCU, and yeah, and all of those, right? So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And this bit, what we're going to be keeping an eye on for the rest of the week is is what's happening in Ukraine. They already have troops on standby now waiting for this whole Russia situation. I mean, Russia tried to do this uh, do this before a few years ago with Ukraine. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows how it's going to unfold. We'll definitely right. keep an eye on this one. I feel like it's something we're still going to talk about probably next week when we know more. Because there's going to be a lot of talking and back and forth and, and you know, troops moving across lines or whatever but nothing has really happened thankfully hopefully peace reigns hopefully hopefully all right so that's it for this episode of backyard conversations if you stay to the end you're the real one thank you thank you very much as always you know where to find us anywhere there's podcasts just just look for backyard conversations ask on siri, all platforms siri. yeah ask your siri your alexa you know they'll hook you up and uh please keep yeah. those five star ratings coming we love those ones and All right, until next time. Until next time.